This is MJ. Welcome to my fully operational analysis of a bit of the KOTOR game uh, where you are uh, met with some questions about morality. So I replay Knights of the, of the Old Republic every now and then. And in my last playthrough, I uh, really took note of something when I was on Kashyyyk um, talking to the uh, computer trying to get access to the star map. It wants to force you to comply or force you to fall in line with uh, a brain pattern of the person who used and sealed it last, which it turns out to be Revan. And, you know, there's spoiler reasons why that works. But Revan, at the point when he was accessing the uh, star map here and setting this thing up, was a Dark Lord of the Sith and was thinking uh, evil thoughts or behaving uh, in evil ways. And I'm going to qualify evil, my definition of evil, as disregarding the rights of others in order to accomplish one's own ends or selfishly acting to serve only your goals regardless of the consequences to other people. And I think if you were to pay attention to the whole series of questions that this computer uh, guarding the star map asks, uh, you'll see that it wants the player to answer um, in these ways. And if the player either refuses to, there's an option that says, like, I refuse to play along with this game or something like that, um, or you just answer the, like, good-hearted or, or, you know, I don't know, honest, sincere, uh, the righteous, so to speak, thing to do, the light side answer, it'll reject you and it actually sends droids out to you to destroy them. And then once you beat them, you, you get access to it. Uh, I think if you go fully dark side and like totally embrace it and lean into it, uh, you get an item or something as a reward if you're, you know, playing the dark side path. But the cool thing about KOTOR is it offers these choices for the players and um, there's lots of side quests and things like that. And all those sorts of things are, are the sort of thing that keeps people coming back. And I actually, uh, I think I always kind of play the same way, um, but I've changed as a person, so as I come back and revisit certain elements of it, um, it's a little bit more... Like, I'm seeing things in it that I didn't see before, and there are some interactions here with this droid, and actually throughout the game, that kind of struck me differently uh, than they ever have in my previous playthroughs, and I just kind of wanted to talk about that. So, uh, I recorded myself... Um, talking, reading the dialogue out loud uh, as I answer, and you can hear, obviously, the in-game stuff from the uh, the droid here, and uh, then I have some extra commentary I want to share with, because uh, I've been in this Star Wars game for a long time, been around for years, and um, through all the, you know, sequel trilogy turmoil and hate and hype and, you know, man babies and, you know, fandom menace and all that crap, um, and I just, uh, I'm coming with a slightly different perspective, more, like, real political uh, perspective from, like, Focusing on things other than just Star Wars and, you know, Twitter and YouTube and, you know, nerd drama or whatever. So, um, just thinking about applying my principles and the things that I've learned to uh, this, the morality and the questions of morality played in this game. Hypothetical. You are at war. Deciphering an intercepted code. You learn two things about your enemy. A single spot in their defense will be at its weakest in 10 days, and they will attack one of your cities in five days. What do you do with this information? What is the most efficient course of action? I prepare my forces to attack in 10 days. I do nothing in the city. Very good. If you had moved to evacuate the city, you would have alerted the enemy to their lost codes. 
Ultimate victory required the deaths of the people in that city. You wisely ignored sentiment in your decision. The victory is irrelevant. Stopping the war saved more people. You achieved the proper result with logic that does not match the pattern in memory. I shall adjust my evaluation. Hypothetical. Remove the ongoing war from the previous example. Consider enemy states to be weak and remote. With no external threat, your empire stagnates. Your people become complacent and begin to question you. Same scenario as before. You discover an impending attack, but also a weakness that will come after. How do you react? I let the attack happen. Of course you do. It makes the most strategic sense. Your people will rally beneath you against the common foe. As their eyes turn outward, your rule will strengthen. The trappings of war grant many opportunities. You have matched the pattern in memory. I recognize you and will fulfill my designated function. Explain what this was all about. I am programmed to guide, not inform. Soon you will recognize the proper course to follow. The star map is yours. This unit has now completed its primary duty and has finished with the subject. Executing final action. Activation of star map commencing. Parameters reset. Stasis initiated. And communication. This, the purpose of recording this was to um, highlight the, like, evils. <laughs> the Machiavellian uh, idea about, you know, letting people suffer. And, uh, like, the trappings of war, like the program said, that, you know, with the trappings of war uh, come the ability to manipulate your populace and, uh, you know, benefit those in power. And, um, I don't know, when they were talking about uh, Project Luminous and uh, they showed this board that said, you know, what Star Wars is, what Star Wars is, and it says Star Wars is not pro-war. You know, Star Wars has war in it, but Star Wars is not pro-war. Um, I think some people kind of chafed at that, and I thought that was kind of silly. And you can even look back here at things like KOTOR, um, where it isn't really pro-war, you know. It's pro-people taking action and people doing heroics and people saving the day, and, you know, Karth is a soldier, but they even talk about in the beginning of the game uh, the difference between a soldier and a warrior that, you know, the Mandalorians are conquering, conquesting warriors, whereas uh, Karth believed in the Republican was a soldier because he wanted to protect people and defend them from people. And it kind of reminds me of uh, Brian Suits, who's a... I don't know if he's still on KFI. I don't listen uh, to it anymore. But it's a local you know, Southern California station. Um, he's a Iraq War veteran, and he's been... Uh, he's deployed himself as a... <laughs> oh, not a mercenary. A, uh, an advisor, a military advisor in... Uh, different places across the world and uh he talks about the difference between um you know soldiers and uh terrorists and citizens and stuff like that and he makes the analogy of you know the citizenry are like sheep so to speak uh you know bad guys you know, terrorists or whoever they happen to be are wolves and the people who deal with them are sheepdogs and the problem is that a sheepdog and a wolf to a sheep are both scary uh, bad-looking guys who are intimidating or whatever, but the only way that you're going to have somebody who can fend off a wolf is if they're, you know, a sheepdog, if they're tough, if they can attack, if they have that martial strength. And, uh, I mean, I think that's kind of right. I mean, if you look at the Jedi, even, um, or even, heck, look at Leia, <laughs> and, you know, Alderaanian princess, are, you know, we're a completely peaceful planet. We have no weapons. 
they may not have had, you know, starships and because, you know, they're in a Corellian cruiser or whatever, the Tanta V4, and it's used for mercy missions and stuff, and it has guns or whatever. Um, but the lady carries a pistol, and, uh, you know, so I think... Um, I'm pretty sure Bale carries a pistol, too, uh, throughout Clone Wars. I don't know that we see it during uh, the films at all, but I'm pretty sure during Clone Wars we get to see him with a pistol as well. And it's not that you can't be armed and you can be a pacifist or for peace or anti-war and still know that sometimes you need to use the weapons of war, but that's not, like, <laughs> not your way of life. It's not that weapons are your religion, uh, necessarily, but... Um, there's a balance there, and I, I just think that's kind of interesting. Um, but anyway, I just recently have been absorbing more and more things about uh, ways to think about the state and war and how all those things work. And then here we go, playing one of my favorite games again for the you know tenth time or whatever, and uh, that pops up in this evaluation. And you know that's the dark side way that's being pointed out as being. Uh, you know, in favor of manipulating the populace, and it's, you know, it actually kind of ties into Palpatine and his whole machinations, uh, or city of shit, I don't know, whatever, um, causing the war and being on both sides of it in order to manipulate the people, because the outside threat turns the people to supporting the person at the top, and they'll give them anything they need to, any emergency power they need to in order to stop the threat and in, to maintain their security, and uh, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. So for the next long while, you can expect me to just cover the nine Star Wars movies, the main nine, and I'll be looking at them with a fresh perspective. I'm going to try to unlearn what I've learned and just really see what they're all about, what each one says, what each one contributes to the overall story, and uh, really try to figure out what they say about the Force and all that stuff. So that should be interesting. Hope you join me for that. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit MJMunoz.com slash podcasts to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit MJMunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help me keep going and doing the things that I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well. And remember, in balance lies power to see through dark and walk in light. Mm.